what I've found like the most successful thing actually within my business is really like leaning into that unique style instead of like shying away from being different. There's a lot of graphic designers out there and you definitely need to like, for me, like leaning into that unique, playful, friendly, but refined sort of style has been a game changer for me. Hi Creative Babe, today I'm chatting with Sarah of Design Gals, an independent design studio, about the magic of being brave and making connections. Sarah is a graphic designer whose creative flair and playful refined design aesthetic connects you with your dream audience. Sarah shares why she left her role as a fashion buyer and now works with her dream brands. We chat about following your creative gut instinct, embracing the cringe and why your creative opportunities perhaps don't simply fall into your lap. I'm Sarah. I'm the founder of Design Girls. Design Girls is a graphic design studio where I work with small business owners on their branding, their websites, and their general graphic design needs. My designs are very colorful. I have a very strong visual aesthetic. I lean into personality, um, color. I feel like I have quite a distinct design style that hopefully resonates with my creative audience. What inspired Design Girls? How did it all begin? I have forever wanted to start my own business. I've always been very entrepreneurial. My history is in fashion buying. Before I retrained as a graphic designer, I was a fashion buyer for almost 10 years. And generally, fashion buyers are quite entrepreneurial people. We run our own departments. They're almost like our own small businesses almost when you run a department in retail. So I've always kind of had that in me. I've always been very interested in the idea of starting a business and also really felt like I always kind of wanted to be my own manager, be my own boss, not have to answer to anybody else. I would reached a point with fashion buying about nine years in where I was so deeply unhappy and I really just felt this urge to do something that was super creative gave me more flexibility and it just felt like the natural next thing for me to do was to pursue my own business. By this point, I had discovered a love for graphic design. I did some of it in my job already and I saw through the power of social media that graphic design was very much a skill that you could use to to launch your own business. So I left my long career. I retrained quite quickly and then I started off freelancing And then kind of like started the, I had a very sort of strategic considered plan when I left my job and that was to start the graphic design studio. I didn't know it was going to be called Design Girls. I didn't know exactly what it was going to be yet. But through retraining, I kind of discovered this like really strong aesthetic and visual design style that I've got, which is actually reflected in like the way that I dress, the homeware that I buy, you know, any little bits of design work I'd done, it all kind of started to link together and this strong aesthetic came about and then After I'd retrained, I started freelancing and then very quickly kind of got into like the social media world of graphic design and Design Gals was was kind of born there. It started as more of a page where I was like connecting with other creatives. I was doing things like passion projects and I joined like um, some mentorship groups with other graphic designers in four or five months before I started to like work alongside other creatives um, and secured my first clients and that sort of thing. It was all kind of like a very meant to be kind of journey. I was strategic in a way, but then it kind of just unraveled and like Design Girls was kind of born like that. I really relate to that pull of wanting to be your own boss and have that creative, flexible lifestyle. I think that's something that as creatives, we 
daydream over and yeah that's a really exciting and really real raw human journey yeah um I was also laughing to myself when you said you echo your brand through your clothing through your homewares because you listener will not know that I am on this lovely chat with Sarah and I am wearing a bright orange jumper very on brand for creative babes club and I'm in a purple room literally I embody the brand like my nails are always on brands like I'm always wearing like retro cardigans that are so on brand and kind of echoed through everything that I do. I wonder which comes first the brand or is it the love of the aesthetic being a designer it may be a bit more of the design coming first do you think? So no, it's a really good question. I feel like it could be the, like for me, like in terms of how Design Girls came about, it was probably the aesthetic first, I think. I think just like kind of flows. Going back to your point around that pull to be like entrepreneurial, I think having come from such a regimented job where you have to be in one place at a certain time and it's nine to five every day and you're in the office every day and every day is very it's varied in ways but it's very much the same I just had this huge pull to be doing something I wanted variation I want to work in different places I want to work with different people and I always loved the side of the job that was speaking to suppliers and people outside of the business so this business encompasses everything that I love in a way Mm. I feel you either relate and feel comfortable and feel like you can be your most productive, creative, whatever it is self in nine to five and that structured routine. You completely go the other way and I am the other way. The hours that I used to do, the commute to the same place every day, like, yeah, it's unbelievable really when you look at how far, how, how far removed my life is now from that. And it's what I wanted for such a long time. So it's definitely nice to reminisce on it and think, oh, actually, <laughs> I'm actually where I, where I said I wanted to be. It's lovely to be able to do that because so often we're so busy and we're so present in the now. I don't mean that as though I'm very present. It's very like focusing on what I'm doing and I have this to do and that project that we can't often give ourselves them moments or we choose not to give ourselves them moments to look back so that's very exciting can you recall a certain moment or situation or what do you recall when you think of that gut instinct and that intuitive pull that you had to quit your job to go independent start your own creative brand is there a specific thing that comes to mind I knew when every day really for a long time it was because it's a big thing leaving a full-time job that you've reached a certain stage I was probably for a good two years to be honest with you every day on my way to the office I would just be thinking I'd be looking at everybody else and thinking I bet they I bet they're doing this I bet they've got this life I bet they're and I will all I could think about was how am I going to get out of this how am I going to get to the lifestyle that I want and then the big thing for me as I'm sure it is for a lot of has been for a lot of people that have pivoted during this period of time was obviously COVID lockdown made me realize how amazing it was to have It was obviously a very hard time generally, but it did enable me to slow down. I was staying at home, obviously, as everybody was. And I started to think about what life could be like 
outside of the job and I had the headspace to think about it. And it was through that period of time that everything changed for me. And I then went back to work with a dry. I was on furlough for quite a while. So I had a lot of time to think. And then when I went back to work, I had this drive to get out of it and to make this lifestyle happen. I had had a flavor of flexible life in a way during COVID, although there was a lot of restrictions. There was, you know, I could still go for walks when I wanted in the morning, start a bit later in the morning, work slightly different hours. Or one point I was working part-time. It was having that flavor of it that made me realize that was the point for me where I was like, okay, this is, I, I need to do something about this. Apart from being independent brands and apart from running our own businesses, it'll be interesting to see how the traditional nine to five format who that really it isn't built for creative minds and it isn't built for women, for example. And it's a very old concept, if you like, putting that very, you know, mildly. I wonder how that will evolve because I know that I was still part-time in retail during that time, lucky to be furloughed also, and I was seeing the different brands who I was working with, creatives who I was getting introduced to for the first time. For a lot of people, that mental headspace and that freedom and flexibility, whether they had that in a negative light or a more inspiring light like I was lucky enough to have, I think it was really interesting to see the evolution and I feel like people really it may have been that we had that headspace and we had that time to allow ourselves to grow as creatives but I just remember being so inspired by everyone and seeing everyone flourish and it was a really exciting time in terms of creative brands and business owners I feel. I almost wish I had my business I was able to start it during that time where it was such a almost just felt like a a revolution almost. And I loved like the shift to like supporting your local shops for the physical stores as well and that sort of thing. And I think, yeah, everything just shifted and then people started to move away from the high street and shopping in that way. And that was the world I was in. So I saw it from the inside and it was so obvious that people's minds were shifting and yeah I thought it was amazing and I think the fact that I was so so enjoying that time even though there was so many awful things happening very personally I was enjoying it at home I think that and when I got called back from furlough um and I was so devastated that's when you have the realization isn't it where you're like this isn't normal something's got to change here and you've got to follow these like you know the excitement and like the inspiration from that period of time I just had to yeah go after it basically what makes your heart sing gives you that energy yeah and like I love the small business world like I love hearing about people's that's the one of the favorite things about my job is hearing about people's entrepreneurial journeys and I love it so much I think it's so cool when people start their own business I think it's like people that want more and want to use their passions and go for it and I just find that like a very inspiring space it's been great to see to sort of see so many small businesses come up during that time you mentioned there how maybe you feel like you should have started your creative pursuit and new career path during that time. But I like to think, and I have noticed through my brand journey and my own journey as the creative, the creative bib, the business owner, there's divine timing and what you think is the right time, whether that be hindsight or looking forward to the future, the universe has a totally different plan and agenda and it laughs at you. I feel like obviously, you know, like say hindsight is a wonderful thing, but I, I need, I needed that time. I needed that space. I needed to slow down to realize what it was that was actually had become normal in my life reflecting on the way that I'd felt previously in my job as well like I needed that time and it was you're right it all happened in the right order ultimately but yeah it's really crazy to look back actually and think about COVID and pre-COVID and where I am now. 
We've spoke about multiple times, whether it be in the DMs or when we've had our conversations together. This is something that I know we both and I have actively implemented in my own creative brand and growing creative babes club. The idea of pitching ideas myself and reaching out to align people myself mm. and looking for those creative synergies where we can uplift each other, elevate each other. What we've often spoke about is how the opportunities, those initial connections have evolved and snowballed in a really wonderful, impactful way for our businesses. It's amazing. I'm such an advocate for that. And I have had the very best opportunities that I've had so far in my business. The most aligned opportunities have come through reaching out to people, actively going out of my way to connect with people on social media through groups, programs, anything, you know, that I can see online that looks like it aligns with me, like really getting involved and putting yourself in those spaces where it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get business from this exact thing that you do or that you're going to make a sale, but you're kind of just like putting yourself into that space where you might have done it for one reason initially, but then something else comes from it or you meet somebody else or some sort of opportunity comes your way through it over and over and over and over again. And you just kind of have to trust that you're putting yourself in the right space and something good will happen from it, but you don't know what it's going to be. When you're running an independent small business, being proactive with that is everything. The most, for me, has been the most, groundbreaking way of like meeting people and ultimately getting clients but also connecting with lots of amazing creatives sometimes you just don't want to do these things like it's like uncomfortable or it's out of your comfort zone but you always feel great for doing it and something usually like amazing ends up happening Yeah, so many thoughts have come up for me there. But so many of my goals, dreams, whether that be for my creative brand or myself personally, as I've been striving towards them, they have shifted and changed. My priorities have shifted and changed. My version of success, my circumstances. So that naturally what I've been striving for has evolved or things have unfolded. Whether you think that's like universal or it's just a matter of circumstance, things can shift in that way and it all goes back to in this fast-paced world we live in now it's that notion of expecting the fruit and the flowers to bloom and grow before sowing the seeds nurturing them and that's very much the same for building connections and I also think that the more you reach out to people the more you create new opportunities for yourself collaborate with others that's when you will see and you will be shown and feel what feels good what feels right and aligned and equally doesn't as well I completely agree it's so intuitive now based on kind of like my brand and the world that I'm in I don't know I just know when things feel right or things feel wrong and and Mm. be the decision maker there I'm a person who usually asks a lot of advice from other people yeah you sort of intuitively know I think like if it's the right opportunity or if it's the right space an example of this would be helping to coordinate and organize an event or Sunday Girl magazine, which is just, I align with them. So I feel such a synergy with them. It's not direct client work at all. And I'm not expecting that necessarily. It feels right to be in this space with these people. They're really inspiring. So I'm going to do something that's like completely outside of my comfort zone, which it is, and get involved with it. And already like people I'm talking to, connecting with, the energy is amazing. And I know something great for the business itself will come from it 
But yeah, I think it's just like putting yourself into those spaces and like, even if nothing does come from it, you're a human being at the end of the day. And like, I thrive from having that connection. Ultimately, it's nerve wracking. But then when you do it, you feel great. You're like, oh, I feel really good that I did that. And I'm really proud of myself, even if nothing else comes from it. I have to always remind myself to to keep doing things like that because I think it's easy as like a solo business worker. Business worker? <laughs> I like that. It is work. <laughs> business worker. I put that on my signature. Solo business owner. You can just sit in your bedroom, type away on the computer all day. You have to really actively push yourself out there to do these things. And then the, it's, it's so rewarding. Staying in your comfort zone is exactly that. It's comfortable. I'm not putting myself out there. I don't want to be visible because if I'm visible, then I have to do the thing. And then if I'm writing all these to-do lists and then I have to start actioning them, that's really scary. I know as well, like the same as you, I, I think if not most, definitely some of my most exciting opportunities creatively for my mindset and confidence for my business and brand they have all come from a dm me reaching out to people pitching myself like we're touching on making those genuine human to human connections without being salesy or expecting anything just like genuinely finding that connection in some way that you know whether it be I absolutely love what you're doing like this is amazing I think the more you practice doing that and it could be that you just start by practicing complimenting people more and you know saying how did that feel and that must be really exciting like being invested in other people the more you get used to doing that the more not only you'll feel confident in doing so and that'll feel really warm and fuzzy and all the feel-good feels you'll get those connections and networking that'll evolve from it as well. It does. And it does come back around. And it's not even to say it's like a woo woo type of thing. It's kind of like logic. It makes sense. Put that energy out there, invest in other people, the opportunities will come back around or even just the connection. Because I think like that is also, yeah, it's so important when you're, if you are working alone to have those connections and make those friends. And it's part of full-time employment that I knew I was going to miss was having a team colleagues doing a similar thing or facing similar problems or even celebrating and rejoicing in each other's achievements I knew I would miss that and so I but I do really feel like I've found that through connecting with other business owners and that's not just online like that is you know joining a co-working space attending other events that might be happening happening in your area I've tried to be as proactive with things like that as I can through the fear of missing that element of full-time employment which then might be masked as missing my old job which I definitely don't but (laughs) definitely has created a lot of opportunity as a result for sure whether it be good moments and exciting celebrations or wobbles we need our support system Yeah, and I'm very much an open book. Like I've had lots of conversations with yourself, with other people that I've connected with, other small business owners, sharing things that, you know, I'm upset about or that haven't gone quite right. Every day when you're running a business, there's something different, new that you're facing and it just makes you feel like seen and not alone. And I think other people also hearing, sharing issues basically, yeah, it just makes you feel like you're, I don't know, yeah, not on your own doing it all, you know? I think that humanness, whether it be, the self-doubt or that like butterfly nauseous feeling when you're reaching out to people, like being able to even say, hi, this is me. This is what I'm doing. I'm really excited about this. I'm really passionate. 
whether that be in a more pitching myself situation or whether it be going into a coffee shop and meeting someone new. It doesn't have to be this huge thing all the time. It doesn't have to be a great business plan and a really professional formal email. It could be a really chatty, even spontaneous, like unplanned situation as well. I think that's often where you find the people that are most like aligned with you in a way. I still get to this day if I'm writing the email, putting myself out there, being brave, sending that DM, usually hit enter, hit send. And then sometimes I like vocalize my stress. I'm like, ah, and I've got to just like bleh. embrace the cringe because it will, you know, it comes sometimes it will be there. I completely agree. I often say that to myself, just embrace it. Like, even if somebody reads that and thinks, what the hell? Like, it doesn't matter. And like, I'll never, you know, never have to work with you. Maybe that's a good thing. But yeah, you're right. Cringe at myself, things that I say and do. But I'm just like, oh, screw it. Like, it doesn't matter. And, you know, ultimately, it's actually me just being myself. And if that's Mm -hmm. not for you, then... Shortening the process, eliminating the people who will want to work with you anyway and vice versa. And it's a real... It's a breath of fresh air and a relief to acknowledge that and be like, not everyone's my cup of tea. I'm not everyone's and that's fine. And you sort of want, you want to be working with people that are going to match your energy. And I've been lucky enough to work with so many business owners that do. So that's like, yeah, definitely important and agree. And you should be selective if you're not getting that energy back. Because if you don't, that's when you'll get energy sucked out of you. You'll feel uninspired. You'll feel really like, why did I put myself in this position? When we have this flexibility and the privilege of being so independent in what we're doing, when we say yes and it was meant to be a no, I have kicked myself so many times. It's been a real process. I've been there as well and I completely agree with you. It comes with time being able to recognize those red flags. You're so keen to work with everybody when you start out, but then I think it is important when you get more experience, make sure that it's always the right fit for sure. Mm. I have such a baseline mindset of waiting for permission, whether that be as a business owner, personal life, relationships. It's such a pain in the ass and I'm trying to work through it. When it's come to growing a business for a long time, I was waiting for permission. Is that for me? Am I allowed to touch that? Am I allowed to do that? Am I allowed to take up space in that way? And I can imagine so many creatives wait for opportunities to land in their lap. And sometimes they do, but do they really? Or is it the aligned moves, the hard work, the building connections in the first place? I always have, there's always a direct correlation with how with my business and my inquiries and my bookings with the amount of energy I've put in in the lead up. If I have a quiet time where, you know, I'm maybe knee deep in client work and I can't show up and I'm not putting that energy out there, it really does correlate. It's so important. All of these things that we've spoken about, all of this like connection building and the showing up and putting yourself into those spaces, it 100% correlates to keeping a sustainable business going. Can you think of a time where you've mentioned collaborating with Sunday Girls? Is there another time where you've put yourself out there and you've felt maybe the daunting feelings, the cringe or whatever, but being brave? Yeah, I've done it a few times. Well, firstly, I definitely had a moment when we first started, this is a long time ago now, when we first started interacting and getting to know each other and that sort of thing, where I I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to... I'm just going to send this message. I'm just going to put it out there. You know, you'd already said that, well, we'd already said that kind of felt aligned and that I think, you know, there's a moment where 
I just put myself out there. It was the best thing I ever did. Another really good friend who I've met through social media who we just connected because we both worked in the fashion industry. And I just suggested, let's have a call. Let's have a little catch-up coffee. We've ended up setting up a referral scheme where she works on the kind of production side with fashion brands pre-launch and then she then refers them to me and what started as a quick connection I might have even been through your page now I'm thinking of it but again through getting to know you love that we've set up this referral program already worked on projects together we've got great friendship now Lottie feels genuine and authentic and and just I don't know now like it just feels like yeah this is good I know that working with her I trust her and like we've got trust between us she'll advocate for me and vice versa I will send always try and send things her way if if there was something appropriate and I could help with that and it's just like three things like that really that just it really helps it really really helps when you're trying to sustainably run a business on your own I think there's a cycle in feeling the you know whatever the wobbles are but then feeling brave and putting yourself out there reaching out to people then it pays off this evidence of it feeling really good and really organic and energetic what's going to help you continue that there is magic in that for sure yeah definitely even like just taking part in um free challenges and things that bring small businesses together you like make the connections and it leads to amazing things and there's been so many wonderful things that have happened that way. And I think it's like a really like sustainable and yeah, authentic way of running a business. Um, and it allows me to really lean into my personal style and my aesthetic because I know people are coming to me for that reason and because they connect with me and my brand and my personality. You mentioned that you had a fuck it moment. I'm going to reach out. If you feel that instinct, that intuitive pull, I like to try and based off my decisions of whether it's a yes or a no or should I do this if I feel that initial three five seconds of excitement before the inner critic chimes in do it and if you're feeling that fuck it moment and you don't get that often do the thing right there and right then because it will disappear agree with that and you know sometimes I liken this to so then I'll do it I'll do the thing and then like So I'm like a very much a morning person at nine o'clock, 10 o'clock when I've had two coffees, I am on it. I'm like, this is when I'll get my ideas. This is when I'll reach out to people. This is when I do my schmoozing. So I'll do all those things. I have those, fuck it, mate, I'm just going to message this person and do this thing. And then I'll get to like 4 p.m. that day. And I'll be like, oh my, what on earth? I almost look back on it like I was drunk. (laughs) What was, what, what happened? And I'm pleased I did it. I'm like, I can't believe I did that moment of you like completely lose your inhibitions and you just have to do it because if it had got to 4 p.m and I hadn't done it there's absolutely or the afternoon even or the next mindset I I wouldn't you can guarantee I wouldn't have done it I'd have lost the energy and maybe I'd have forgotten about it the next day and then it would never have happened you're in the zone you're feeling it you're in floor and that's a really exciting space to be in it's so true like yeah you just have to do it in that moment and don't let you like you say yeah the inner critic like take over You can't expect others to be, whether it be vulnerable, share, be open, be emotive, explore things with you. If you aren't doing the same and you don't reciprocate that, don't initiate that in the first place. I think, for example, if I'm having a conversation with someone and I share an experience of mine that's maybe a bit more vulnerable or even just, you know, not small talk it's like to the deep meaningful chat people's barriers can come down they can feel safe they can feel seen and they have a space to share and explore as well 
I completely agree with you. You can't expect to not put any of that in, but get all of those lovely connections and friends and fellow business owners that you trust in if you don't, yeah, put yourself out there and show some vulnerability. And yeah, give that energy out for sure. When you are in that high, do that, do all that stuff. I think what I'll try, what sometimes what I try and do, even if if I, you know, want to be a bit more structured about it, I'll say to myself, half an hour every morning is for connection and it's for speaking to people, whether that is through DMs, voice notes, it might be, I don't know, replying on, I'm in a few different Slack channels with different groups and creatives. Make sure that you always do that every day. That's best practice, obviously. Almost like I, because I also like to do lists and I like to have things quite organized. That's always on my to-do list, always. And I'll tick it off. It is something that is really important, I think, for the business sustainability. So I try and always make sure that, yeah, I've got that time like siphoned off in a way. And then obviously it's like free flowing after that. Absolutely. We've mentioned that we came together through the DMs. We connected, collaborated. Can we talk about the brand and you create the Creative Babes Club? Uh with time I love it even more which is an amazing thing really like and it's so wonderful to hear you speak about it obviously that's the most important thing is how empowered it's made you in your business Um, but yeah it was amazing it was like a dream come true project in terms of being able to like exercise my uh, creativity it was the ultimate dream project really for any designer And it's been a defining project I think in my career I have so many clients that refer to it when they're speaking to me or when they are making comparison. Honestly, the amount of times I've had that branding screen grabbed back to me is it's really great. It's been a career changing project for sure. And something that I'm so proud that we worked on together. Me too. The feeling's mutual and the way your branding has been able to connect me with my dream people and elevate my business. And also Lilac and the Cherry Red is just an iconic duo. Let's be real. People get old. I know. And it's amazing to see, like, I love seeing you do your own thing with the branding as well, because the most important thing is that I can give you, like, a load of launch graphics and I can give you like lots of you know assets but if you don't don't feel empowered or like you have the knowledge to then expand on it and use it in different ways going forward then branding can become quite static and restrictive in a way so it's great Mm -hmm. to see like all the stuff you're doing with it at the moment I can see that you're like exploring all the different assets and like using it in different ways and using it to deliver messages that you need to deliver and that for me is like quite a successful project if then the client can feel like they've got all the assets they need to cover all of these different ways they need to communicate with their clients or their audience such a joy for a person who is super perfectionist and OCD like literally I have OCD I'm not being like tongue-in-cheek about it but that comes into play with my eye for design content creating and it's eliminated the stress for me it's made content creating really fun and enjoyable and I feel like I'm in my flow with it now oh I love that and I think like there's so many so many reasons for why businesses should nail their branding and and invest in branding or you know have strong branding the reason that resonates with me the most is like the confidence that it gives a business especially a small business and a small business owner the confidence it can give you to show up put your brand out there really feels feel super energized in showing up for your brand posting on social media or having your website or what whatever it however it is that you show up for your business the branding just 
having that strong branding just gives you such energy I think to be able to like fulfill all of those yeah different ways of talking to your audience and it's that mindset shift I think that takes you to the next level in a way design is very emotive and for me the brand you created really it's poppy and it's striking and it's very eye-catching but it is very cozy it gives creativity and that really helps communicate your brand with your people as well good branding it really allows you to find your audience find your people and connect with them almost without even saying anything they feel a connection to your brand and i don't know if i don't know about you but if i'm scrolling on social media if I see a business that's got amazing branding, I'll stop and I'll be like, oh, wow, like I'm going to I want to look at that more like I want to see the rest of the branding. I want to see what their product is. And then before you know it, I'm following them because I've really engaged with the aesthetics of their brand. And then it goes beyond that. It does definitely have the power to make people have like an instant connection with you and almost make that person feel the feels that you feel about your brand. Creative babe, I implore you to check out Design Girls. Those who haven't come across your design, your aesthetic, your handwriting, how would you describe? I would say I've got quite a a strong visual style. I think my work is quite recognizable. Um, I lean into color a lot. I lean into unique and individual design work that's quite striking. It's also, which I think is probably the unique selling point, is that It's all of those things, but it's also very clean, very refined, a lot of attention to detail. Everything is perfectly laid out and just looks aesthetically like, oh, yes, that's what I like to think anyway. And I think it's that combination of color, eclectic sort of mix, playful kind of vibe paired back with the the refined attention to detail so that it's good design, you know. I can vouch for that. The Design Gals aesthetic, it is very sleek and professional and all of those amazing descriptive words you've used. But it also has this friendliness about it. It has girl next door vibes. It has like, oh, this is my like creative bestie. Yeah. The connection that we've been talking about today. You can feel that through the look of your brand and your branding as well. What I've found like the most successful thing actually within my business is really like leaning into that unique style instead of like shying away from being different. There's a lot of design out there. And I think like there's a lot of graphic designers out there and you definitely need to like, for me, like leaning into that unique, playful, friendly, but refined sort of style embodying that almost has been a game changer for me and now people come to me specifically for that style and that's what I want. They're the kind of clients that I want. That's definitely been like a a really big lesson for me not to shy away from that style, which is me and it's design gals. And it is, like I was saying before, it's the clothes I buy, the homeware that I have in my house, the colors I paint my nails. It's very authentic to me. I'm keen to continue to lean into that for sure. And I'm pleased that you can see that. And the glorious podcast artwork is designed by Sarah as well. We have to give a shout out to that. The joy of creating that was amazing put um an episode that was me and you didn't i <laughs> do you remember putting the feelers out there being brave i was like yes let's you were definitely on my list anyway because you've been such a uh, such a factor of my brand journey what type of creatives do you work with new brands established brands what can you offer them Oh, gosh. Well, I work with a a lot of different brands doing lots of different things, service providers, coaches. I've worked with fashion brands, 
jewellery. I've done swimwear. I've done different sort of organisations. I mean, lots of different. There's no kind of, for me, it's not really about the cause or the product necessarily. It's more the kind of vibe of the business owner, generally like super creative people want to achieve a certain look and feel for their brands and again, have that connection with them. So yeah, lots of different creative business owners. And I do everything from branding packages. I do design days if you need smaller deliverables. And then I also do websites. So really cover it all and social media design as well. All your graphic design needs, basically. If you need a glow, if you're pivoting, if you're starting out, check out Design Gals. Sarah, you are very wonderful at bringing the creative along for the design process it was very collaborative and fun and energetic on launch night we were acting like we were Adele or Beyonce like we were bringing out an album or something <laughs> but yeah you're right I suppose it's that kind of like I like to bring the energy and like working with a graphic designer for small businesses is such an exciting thing to bring somebody into your business to be trusted with your business in that way it's like a huge like honor for me and I always bring the energy the good vibes lots of like communication and it, yeah, it's extremely collaborative so it's actually just a really fun time and we get so much out of it so yeah if anybody is in need of a branding club then yes I'm at design gals on insta and you can drop me a dm I've got a very succinct service guide that I can send around whilst my website's in work what does being a creative babe mean to you oh that's such a good question having the autonomy organize my own day to work flexibly work when and where I want to work and with people that really align with me thank you for sharing your energy Sarah thank you so much Alice that was an absolute joy